the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. It's all true, and I have to tell you something. As I uh, Mondays are always hard for me because I spend two days watching my country under attack philosophically. I watch as politicians destroy every aspect of Americanism and the principles of the sovereign citizen. And I, you know, I, I have to. I can't say anything. I got two days, no show. It's very hard for me. So Monday comes, and I'm I'm, I'm inundated with different avenues and different topics. But one thing I think about through those two days. As the news piles on, as I watch these Sunday propagandists, as I listen to the talking mannequins who sell themselves as reporters, how did we get here? And it's really through an, act, an intellectual corruption in society. This notion that somehow if we compromise with communists, it's going to be great. Somehow you can make friends with Marxists or totalitarian fascistic socialists, or Democrats in general, because after all, those are all the principles that a Democrat stands for. And you watch this over the course of years, and you realize if you're old enough, you saw exactly what happened, how the so-called Tea Party uprised, and all the nonsense that happened, and all the skullduggery, and how they really took advantage of our naivete and our patriotism, and bastardized it, and profited and then every once in a while, one of these loathsome scumbags will feel himself to be beyond reproach and have the audacity to write a book of how he collapsed America. And that, on this Monday, is scumbag de tutte scumbag John Boehner with the lucky strike voice living in a $2 million condo, one of his properties, among real estate holdings, almost as impressive as never had a job, diapers Biden, and they amassed tens of millions of dollars, think themselves superior or statesman, and they walk away with this uh, air of, of, of achievement when really what their life stands for is the destruction of a once great nation. And John Boehner represents that. He is a scumbag. And I lump him in with the other scumbags like John McCain. And I always thought John McCain was probably a wonderful man to talk to and a Vietnam veteran who I have the utmost respect for. Um, we just lost one from the area who is uh, actually a friend of mine's Father-in-law, and we'll go into that later in the show. But um, I have a lot of respect for veterans. So I'm never too hard on who John McCain was when he was young. As a war hero, I'm sure he was a wonderful guy. But as he matured and as he became a political whore, that doesn't matter. He doesn't get to hide behind that cover. He doesn't get to wear it as a suit of armor the whole time destroying not just the politics in America, but the real the quality of America. That's what John McCain represents. And as I watched his trust fund baby wife, 
who the real reason that he really paraded around like a successful man was the trust fund baby wife, Cindy McCain, heir to the, to the uh, Anheuser-Busch, I believe, is how her family made its money. Um, I was disgusted as I saw her take advantage of people's affection for, for, for veterans and for patriots who fought in the war and were injured in the war, POWs. And after all, that's, that's how John McCain got elected. He took advantage of that. He did nothing to accomplish what he, to get that seat. He had no standing other than a POW. So he gets to become a politician. He works his way up, and he's a very powerful senator who made one bad decision after the next. And to go through them isn't, I don't have enough time in the segment or the show or the year. Everything he touched turned to nonsense. It was an unmitigated failure politically. Um, Cindy McCain, I, I still don't know what she did other than his wife and the trust fund baby. She um, was just appointed. Biden will nominate Cindy McCain. He's, so he's nominating her for one of these phony baloney administration token Republican ambassador. And it just goes on and on and on. And the phony erudites pretend they did something that actually amounted to anything other than the destruction of our nation. And I lump her right in with John Boehner, who's on tour peddling his book, which is really kind of the way they, they launder profit when they need it. They come out with these books and they're mandated colleges to buy them and the, the, uh, the GOP buys them and, and the RNC buys them and everybody who ever owed this piece of garbage a favor, they buy them. And he gets to go on with the propagandists we call media. And he gets to stand there as if he was better than anybody in this country when he is nothing but a slug, a slimy cockroach. That's what John Boehner is. But I want you to hear it for yourself. You write in your book that you became mayor of Crazy Town. What, right. does, that, what does that mean? Well, you know, by 2010, uh, talk radio had been around for a little while. Uh, by 2010, we had the internet. Listen, I just want to clarify. See that voice? That voice is the voice of a scumbag that was drunk four hours ago when three strippers left his condo right, right before he called his wife to ask her how she was doing in Connecticut in the other mansion. This is nothing more than a scumbag con man, John Boehner. But I want you to know, it's all in the tone of his voice with the Lucky Strike Scotch hangover. We started to have apps, and people really didn't need the party as much as they used to need it. And so members, we need the candidates, party. members... Uh, could kind of create themselves out of nothing. The new modes of communication gave those rebellious members a direct line to the party base. Playing to the crowd rather than accomplishing things in Congress became the route to success. There's a, a lure there to be a noisemaker instead of a policymaker. Making policy means finding common ground with the opposition. For noisemakers, that was a sign that Boehner was a sellout. I thought if I could get half a loaf, and live to fight for the rest? That was a good deal. No way. No way. Sell out. It's 100% all my way or nothing. He was dragged by us into any, any kind of fight with the Obama real, I mean, what I think was the greatest failure up until his vice president, the dimwit in diapers, the 80-year-old buffoon we now are referring to as the leader of the country. The greatest failed president, stagflation economically, corruption, destruction of individual rights, destruction of property ownership, right up until Joe Biden. And Joe Biden's going to do be worse than than Obama times 10. And the whole time, what is what is the Republican stance? He represents it. John Boehner and Republicans like him and McCain and the rest of them. Their their biggest pushback is some 
half a loaf? See, this is what I try to tell people. I even have this discussion with relatives, my wife in general. Compromise is only something you do with someone you love. It's not something you do with wrong answers, with wrong directions, with wrong policies, or with tyranny. You cannot compromise with a tyrant. You can only lose your freedom to him. And that's what scum like John Boehner and the Republicans represent. You want to change things? You find out every Republican that is in a seat like this and you vote against them or you don't vote for them. We've binary choiced ourselves right into Venezuela light. The whole time listening to scumbags like this tell us how what we need to do is compromise with communism and Marxism and socialism and corruption. There is no compromise. There's just losing. You want to pretend there's a losing to a degree you can tolerate? Maybe you could do that with your wife or your kids. But you cannot do it with corrupt politicians who want to go off to Marco Island and live like they were a man, like they made money and didn't steal it or prostitute power for it. For partisan media, attacking Boehner was good for business. It was like I was a caricature of myself. You are a caricature, clown. Rile up their audience, bigger audience. The bigger the revenue, the more they get paid. Without party unity, Boehner says he had no leverage against President Obama and the Democrats. I'm negotiating with the White House and I'm naked. I've got no position because my guys wouldn't vote for anything. Some of these members, I'm not quite sure what they're for. They're against everything. Let's 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 talk about that. What are the Republicans for? They're for the American. That's not what they're for, but what they're supposed to be for. The principles that establish your sovereignty from a government that would abuse you, that would lock you up, would take away your business, would tell you how much you can earn, would direct you into careers. That's what they're supposed to stand for. They're supposed to stand against the American Marxist we now call a Democrat. They're supposed to stand for liberty, for freedom, for your rights. We don't even have them anymore because scum like this compromise them away. Half loaf Boehner compromise them away and what's he going to attack he's going to attack the people that would point this out because they're in it for the money but this fraud who no one wants to investigate somehow amasses a fortune like all the rest of the scum worth tens of millions without ever having a fracking job they've never done anything but sell the power of government but i've never been able to determine what they're for when you're in the majority party uh you've got a responsibility to govern not just make noise. Boehner is describing a system still in place today where ideologues create a culture of fear. We had a really good member, solid member, trying to do the right thing. Sometimes it was really hard to do the right thing because they were hearing from the, the far right, if you will, or the crazy right, the knucklehead right, uh, that, uh, you know, they were sellouts. And well, they didn't want to be accused of that. And so it really put all these members in a really tough spot. John Boehner and Republicans like him, Adam Kinzinger, the McCain's of the world, and all of the corporatist scum that are looking to go live like men in South Florida pretend to be successful. They have the same contempt for you that the neo-Marxist diaper-wearing Joe Biden does. The same contempt for you that that purple-haired 350-pound, we don't know if it uses the men's room or the ladies' room barista has for you. So this notion that somehow the never-Trumpers did anything but sabotage the future and destroy the opportunity for your children is why you must reject them at every turn. And I say this to you because I received a phone call today from one. 
friend of mine who after I heard him, after I realized what he was doing, that he was going to support, if not actively or passively, this 80-year-old diaper-wearing fascist scum we call the president. I immediately cut him out of my life like I recommend everybody do. He called me up to tell me, you know, you have to learn how to compromise. And that's what set the pattern for today. As you reflect on the people who are telling you to compromise are the people who are either self-benefiting from the policies that are anti-American and, and socialistic, if I'm being kind to them, and Marxist, if I'm being correct. They're, they're looking to profit themselves, so they tell you to put aside your principles and your dignity. You want to fix things? You make sure the Republicans like this fraud are never in the party again. Put all these members in a really tough spot. It's a poison, Boehner says, affecting both parties, but it's further along in his own. You call some of these members political terrorists. Oh, yeah. Jim Jordan, especially. My colleague from Ohio. I just never saw a guy who spent more time tearing things apart and never building anything, never putting anything together. And see now what he means by that is because the, the, the enemy of a con man like Boehner is the truth. The worst thing you could ever ask a con man is why. John Boehner can't answer why to any policy he ever supported. Because the why is he was paid off. It benefited him in the long run. He is a two-bit con man. And Jim Jordan, who he's attacking, is the kind of Republican you should be supporting. So the reality that, that guys like this for eight years... Eight years used his position as the supposed opposition to Barack Obama to raise money and enrich himself and his friends should make you ill. And it should make it so you're never taken advantage of again. So I want to know what you're going to do to make sure these Republicans are out. To me, the options are either don't vote at all, which I have a hard time believing there's any integrity in the electoral system, or primary these dogs. 312-642-642. 5,600. I'll take your calls when I get back. That's a great song. Love that song. Um, Think about the destruction of this country in the last 20 years. Think about the destruction of this country since baby boomers have been in the Senate and Congress. You want to talk about the worst generation in the history of America. It's the baby boomers. And I don't mean... The, what, 220,000 that went off to Vietnam. I mean, all the scumbags that pretended to go or stayed behind or got deferments. All of them. Look at what they did. Look at how much of your American principles have been given away since the so-called baby boomers were first starting to get elected to office. That's what John Boehner is. I still don't know how you get Boehner out of that name. That's what Joe Biden is. It's a shame. That's where my parent, my, my parents are. It's amazing. The, the, you want to talk about two different kinds of philosophies. They were either Americans or they were Marxist sympathizers. That's it. And look what happens when you compromise with the Marxist sympathizers. Think about just your privacy since the John Boehners. Forget the debt which they run against. Forget Obamacare, which John Boehner was going to put a real fight up against. Hey, John Boehner, you suck at that, too. Mary, uh, Mary Barrington. Oh, good point, Sean. And I just want to say, um, well, as a baby boomer, but um, 
You know, the Democrats have been having a gun war in this country for over 40 years, and these spineless Republicans keep showing up with their knives. And we finally had a guy who showed up. When Trump showed up, he said, hey, I got a bazooka. I'll play on I'll play on their on their field because the Republicans never play the same way the Democrats play. But you're 100 percent correct. And the thing that I appreciate about you is that you're at least giving some solutions to some of these issues that are going on right now. You know, I listen to talk radio, TV, conservatives, you know, commentators. Everybody's crabbing about what's going on. We all knew what was going to happen. We See, all knew it. And Mary, and I'm going to tell you right now, I felt since he, since his very first actions, I would if I, I think Republicans should have been drawing up impeachment. Impeach him. You can't take on states in your own country if you're the president of America. You could do it if you're in Venezuela and you don't like little districts that speak up against you. But see, the Democrats long for a totalitarian dictator because that's what they all are. Even that 320-pound useless barista with the purple and pink hair. Deep down in, in her or his life, they're mini Mussolinis. And if only they were able to be in control of your reaction to the virus, to the economy, to health care, then it would be a utopia. They're all the same, most of whom never leave jobs they hate because they are self-loathing. That's the character flaw we're up against. And, and, and the Republicans put no argument against it. You have all the grounds in the world to impeach Joe Biden. You know the executive orders he did? You know, even this thing with God, he can't. Who are you to change the Second Amendment? Who are you to take away a, a, an amendment? He's just the president. Impeach him. Notice, you remember how they did the Trump? They were working on impeachment from the time he won. Impeach him. Draw up the papers and let's go. But we can't because the Republicans, for the most part, are John Boehner and the like. Mary, thank you so much for the phone call. I appreciate it. It's sickening to me. You're going to learn. You know why they can't fight back or don't want to fight back? They want to be John Boehner in a $2 million condo with a Bentley like a, he earned it. Because at the end of the day, he, that's his life. His life is a joke. It's drunk every day. It's different women every day. It's hanging around with millionaires and hitting golf balls at country clubs. 99.8% of the people will never even play at. John Boehner, Joe Biden, they have a lot of it in common. And that's why Cindy McCain, who's good for nothing and qualified for nothing, is somehow an ambassador. Come on. How much of this are you going to take? How much of this are you going to take? You can't control what happens in the Marxist Party because it's a mafia. You can sure as hell control what happens in the, in the so-called Republican Party. Throw everyone out. And if there isn't somebody to primary them, then don't vote for them. Sit at home. It's going to do you no good anyway. You're just losing at a different speed. Mark, Libertyville. Hey, Sean. I really, really like your show. Hey, I told the call screener that uh, you had mentioned before the break that uh, you had a friend of yours that you had to make a, uh, uh, an effort to, do I even want to be friends with this guy anymore? And 35 Sean, years. Calls, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a woman that works, Sean, that I, I will not talk to. She's just an exceptionally nice person. But I said, you know what? Either you're, you're so uninformed, misinformed, or you're stupid, but the result is the same. Exactly. You always say, you know what, how this is going to affect our kids. Sean, my wife and I have four daughters, and I can't get my head around, you know what, because of their, they are so unappreciative of what we've been given as a country that they are sucked into this, but the result is the same. 
They go to the ballot box and they vote on, on, on this insanity. But the result for my kids' future, Sean, and your kids is the same. It's ex- that's exactly right, Mark. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if the guy who marched you to the guillotine was a nice guy. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Because that's what's at stake here. You do realize we are losing our country by the minute. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. to breathe a little bit like wine i tell you i look forward to this all week and i really did right up until i start reading cindy mccain the wife of late senator john mccain gave biden a critical boost in arizona with her endorsement of the democrat over trump biden was the first democrat presidential nominee to carry the state since clinton in 96 and uh you know we often talk about the economics of Marxism, just how diabolical it is. Every every scheme they have is just a, meant to hold other people down and extort other people and different entities in different sections of the economy. And we often talk about the diabolical nature and failure of universal government-provided uh, health care and how it just destroys not only... Um, the quality of life, of your life, but how it destroys medical advancements in the future. You know, we don't ever talk about the amount of doctors that have been forced out of practice. Last, I remember, was 42%. But, you know, how are we going to figure it out now? It's been implemented for 10 years. And all of the different ways in which the Democrats, and I say it very specific, because they are rats, they are Marxist rats, the way in which they destroy not just municipalities or cities like Chicago or counties or whole states like Illinois, but um, just how they destroy the future. This is really what we're up against. And no better representation of destruction of the future is the position on the greatest genocide in human history, abortion. All of the never-Trumpers, scum that they are, pseudo-intellectual, pseudo-superior frauds, scum. Nobody ever talks about 2,400 babies whacked every day, killed by their mother, paid for by all of us. Um, Cindy McCain, I, I, I often wonder, do you think maybe at the moment before these old Republicans as they you know, are taken care of in their own private houses with their nurses, trust fund baby that she is, you think maybe she'll have a moment of clarity and realize just the destruction she created and caused and assisted with her? Marxist sympathizing of this diaper-wearing fraud we call president. I hope they all do. It's just a shame that we have to just be dragged along into this failure. And we haven't even seen anything. Wait, I've got more stuff on the economy. Really, I look at the board today, over the weekend. I got Joe Biden, diapers Biden. I got uh, Powell, doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. I've got crackhead Hunter Biden, economic renaissance man. He's on tour with uh, Jimmy Kimmel. That's the fat guy from the man show. And um, who else do we have here? Oh, I've got a teacher. I've got a teacher. Where do you hear this teacher in, in California? I got Pippi Lystocking, known as Pisaki. It's a board full of morons. It's, it's a moron Monday. But I still want to, I'm not done with the Boehner. Then there's Senator Ted Cruz, who Boehner says is the ultimate false prophet. I don't beat anybody up. It's not really my style, except what? that jerk. Perfect symbol of uh, 
getting elected, make a lot of noise, draw a lot of attention to yourself, raise a lot of money, which means you're going to go make more noise, raise more money. The book examines Boehner's humble roots in Ohio and glosses over his role in building the party by electing many of the members he now complains about. But as he warned, the forces of extremism he confronted did grow. The former speaker was at his Florida home on January 6th when the Capitol was attacked by supporters of then-President Donald Trump. It was sad. Uh, it was revolting. And I literally, I couldn't watch it anymore. Did it make you angry? Oh, hell yes, it made me angry. Drunk. And was there anything you Shot could do? Shot for me. I'm angry. No. Not really, other than I decided, I think I'll send an email to Beanerland. Beanerland is what my staff called our team. You know, he still travels with security. He's down in Marco Island in a $2 million secure. One of the most secure. It's called Cape Marco, where he is. One of the most secure developments in Marco Island. And he's got security. I wonder if we're paying or, or, or well, I mean, I know he's not paying. Somebody's paying for that. And all of a sudden, he, he's going to beat up Ted Cruz. You haven't beat up anybody since Captain and Tennille were dating, dummy. I'll tell you what. And not in the real world. Marianne Wilmette. How are you, Marianne? I'm well. How are you? I'm all right. I'm a little disgusted, Marianne. I'm a little so, disgusted. So am I. Yes. So am I. I. You know what? My kids and I are very um, politically uh, interested, and I have real. And they're in college, so we have really good conversations. And you know, as you were talking, it just sort of reminded me that for some reason, every time when my kids and I talk about politics and how there's money in politics and these schmucks get in there and and rule us, the ruling class that we're that's driving us into the ground, and I keep coming down to term limits. Mm -hmm. if, if I were elected to Congress, I couldn't because too many skeletons in the closet. But let's just say I were. Yeah. That would be one of the first bills I would put forth, and that would make me the loneliest person in the congressional lunchroom because no one would sit with me. That's exactly right, Marianne. Number one, I want to let you know before I forget about it how sexy it is when a woman says she has skeletons in her closet. Thank you for that. Number two... <laughs> pickpockets don't cut their hands off. This is something they'll run on to raise money. They'll run on to get elected. But once they get in that seat, they're not going to cut their own hands off. This is You're talking about a scumbag like John Boehner. This guy in yeah. the real world would have amounted to nothing. He would have been trying to figure out how to explain Z-Bart to some 80-year-old on Western Avenue and get her to buy the wood shifter for $4,000. That's what the kind of guy John Boehner is. It's only politics. And you just... And that clip you just played, I know that sounds, he sounds like he's half in the bag already. Oh, he's, 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 he's a, listen, he, the rumor is, I keep trying to bump into this goof. I go to nice restaurants too, but I don't drink. So I don't hang around like after 11, getting sauced up till I find some dimwit who, who, who thinks I'm impressive. So what he does is he goes around to all these high-end restaurants and drinks on John Boehner. And when the check comes, his security guy pulls out a credit card of some company and pays for it. I mean, this guy is a lobbyist scumbag. He's, he's on one of the biggest lobbying yeah. firms on K Street. Yeah. He doesn't even know. He doesn't even have to go there. He's here all the time. It's preposterous what's going on, Marianne. And the reality yeah. is, why wouldn't it, when we have let pol political whores bastardize our political system, the only restrictions in this country are to be on them, yet show me one they have. Between the insider trading, the front running on policies, I mean, it's astonishing to me that even, even Democrats, this is how you know they're such cockroaches, either that or they're economic illiterate, their entire party is known for front-running policies. All these green energy policies, Nancy Pelosi bought $5 million in option, in option stock on Tesla. 
Do you know that there are hedge fund guys that don't do that? Nancy Pelosi and her cohorts are making millions on these trillions that Joe Biden is okay, and they're telling us it's for our own good and for COVID. So why? You're going to ask them to cut their hands off? I love it, Marianne, but it's optimism. The good news is you have college oh, kids that will talk about it with you, and hopefully, oh hopefully, God, they'll straighten it out. Well, we just, we get, you know what, and it's a scary thing because they're going to have to. And I go, again, another crazy, like, like outlandish thought that I had, but I just think we screwed up in the 60s by letting the leftists run everything because we couldn't believe that they would be so diabolical and so unpatriotic as to as to immerse themselves into such in, in institutions that are just going to drag us down into the muck of socialism. You're we let right. it happen. And, and now, guess what? Now we can't let our guard down or else we will get screwed to the ground. Love it, Marianne from Wilmot. Thank you so much for the phone call. Yeah, the 60s. The 60s. Yeah, that's what happens when you compromise. There's the word. We compromise. They won't be so bad. McCain, as a Republican, Senator's wife, I endorse Joe Biden. Now wear it, dummy. And by the way, if it wasn't for plastic surgery, you, 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 wouldn't, you wouldn't be looking so good. Another one. I'm so sick of uh, these people who live like royalty, elites. This woman never worked a day in her life, born with the proverbial silver spoon in her mouth, and now she's got some phony baloney ambassadorship. And don't forget, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay. It's going to have pension. It's going to have all that stuff that she doesn't need, and she's going to get it anyway because that's the payoff. She supported Biden. He gives the payoff, and we call that politics in America. And a lot of it happens through education, education. So I have said during this time of COVID, I'm one of the few people that thinks it's great that they let you get your hands on your kids again and that you get to maybe influence your kids on a daily basis when you would turn them over to these Marxist indoctrination camps we call school. Maybe through listening to their mother and father talk, maybe even though they have that teenager, listen, I raise teenagers. I know what it's like, right? They don't pay attention, yada, yada, but they listen sometimes. They listen. And a kid who was taking a Zoom class from some nitwit claiming to be a teacher, some 24-year-old, wet-behind-the-ear, nitwit Marxist moron. This is what they say to, their, to your kids normally in the privacy of the schools and buildings we pay for. ...themselves out. The haters did. And what she said, let me set this up better. They're, they're talking about COVID, and, and the kid said, my parents think I should go back to school. Now she's going to, and she's giving this class... Dressed like a bum in sweats. Another thing, we've let dignity in this country collapse so much that I'm either looking at somebody's derriere or a muffin top. I didn't even know what the hell that was before uh, a couple years ago. Teacher in California. ...themselves out. The haters did. They are forced to bring awareness to the situation that they are in because other people put them in that situation. My question is, in this case, where is the uh, white student union? Because because we, we need all races. You need equality. a white student union, Jake. Oh. You get everything. Your parent wants to talk to me about their profession and their opinion on their profession. I would love to hear that. I know very little about anything else in the world other than education. Okay. <laughs> However, 
if your parent wants to come talk to me about how I'm not doing a good enough job in distance learning based on what you need as an individual, just dare them to come at me. Because I'm so sick to my stomach of parents trying to tell educators how to do their job. I have never once gone to a doctor's appointment and tried to tell my medical health provider how to treat me. You know why? Because I know nothing about that. I didn't get my degree in medicine. I am going off. I'm sorry. Yeah. I like how all these kids under 30 hum when they when they talk. You know why I didn't do that? Shut up, dummy. And the idea that they're teaching kids in closed doors, I like that we get to keep an eye on it. I like that some kids record it and release, release it to the public. This is what's really going on in those Marxist daycares. We pretend, pretend our public schools. The greatest thing about private school, I got two of these dummies fired in my career as a, as a father and sending kids to private school. 312-642-5600. Get involved. And I want to know how you're going to get involved. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. Um, I'm going to tell you, this is why, during that big push, when I saw these children pretending to be teachers, as they tried to get every kid, every kid that would even think for themselves on mind-altering drugs, I said, it's now or never, we have to push back. I'm still hoping there's time. Connie. How are you, Connie? Hi. Is it Sean? Yes, it is. Go right ahead. We got uh, a little bit of time. Go ahead. Hi. You know, we're we're just coming home from an early dinner. My husband has 560 on, as usual. And normally we're not listening at this time, but I love your show. Um, And I I really, I agree with all of this, what you were saying with the teachers. Um, I was telling the lady who answered, my daughter's a paramedic with Chicago Fire. Her husband's a, a police officer with Chicago. We have three boys. And they are homeschooling these kids since last year. Oh, I love They are it. already at their wit's end. It is disgusting. Yeah. I used to be a nurse and in the medical field. Some of these teachers would not survive as a team player in an ER or an ICU or anything else. Connie, and- my favorite call. You know why? Because your kids are giving your grandkids hope. They are giving them hope. I am telling you right now, I felt this way for a dozen years. You want to save this country? Homeschool the kids. Put groups together and do it. Connie, thank you for um, calling the show. I got to go. Music is starting. Tell your husband thanks no for problem. listening and thank you for calling. That's what needs to be done. You want to change things? Stop buying the idea that we have to conform to the Rube Goldberg mechanisms of school. This is the one thing's for sure. Your kids are a hell of a lot safer with you at the helm than these Marxist dimwits spewing this propaganda and turning them into little complacent socialists. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. For 20 years, it's been a topic, what's being taught to our kids. We as working parents, a lot of times in my house, and many houses I know, both parents work to a certain extent, right? And we follow that kind of the status quo. Drop our kids off, we pick them up. 
They're influenced by us probably the least amount of the day before they go to bed. So who's really influencing them? Marxists. Private school apparently is supposed to have better Marxists. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. My favorite thing to tell my kids, because I was always suspicious, I never understood people or any entity, religion, whatever it was, don't use your judgment. That's something that always irritated me. Luckily, I was raised by people who wanted me to think, and they were very suspicious of so-called professionals, mainly because they were taken by them in many Ponzi schemes. But the reality is it's we forgot to put that in our own children. We forgot to put that suspicion, that will of an American, to not believe what you're told blindly, to verify everything. Ronald Reagan used to say, trust but verify. I leave out the trust. Trust no one. Verify everything. I hope I did a good job. The last thing I said to my kids almost every day was, don't believe a word these idiots tell you. The problem is when I look around, when I look at the reality of this so-called reaction to COVID, I don't see a lot of thinking. I see a lot of slavery. Terry, Rogers Park. Uh, parents uh, have a right to know uh, what's being taught to their children. Uh, I think uh, public cameras or audio to be installed in classrooms. I like it. I like it a lot. There are buildings. I'd like to see what the hell goes on there. I'd like cameras to be on and people be able to access them, especially when it's like summertime and we're paying for the maintenance and we could see the cockroaches pour the drain out down the, down the uh, toilet and build a city $10,000 for plumbing work. I like it, Terry. There's no, nothing wrong with it. All right, Bob, and then we're going to move on. Bob, Tinley Park, how are you? Hi, this is actually Don Tinley Park. All right, Don, Bob, for this, how about, how about we compromise? <laughs> Same thing. For the rest of the phone call, you'll be called Robert. Go ahead. It's perfect. Okay. All right, thank you. Hey, uh, I'm just calling because I love the show, and you've got a lot of good topics with the education. The point I was going to make is uh, I think people need to be more involved, obviously. Um, I, we had a school board uh, election here recently, and one of the ladies came to my front door and was telling me she's going to run, and I said, do you know about the socially responsible cultural teaching and learning standards in Illinois? She said, no. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's a bill that oh, without no. telling anybody, and it's going to help teach real leftist kind of um, real propaganda. Yeah. used to teach to the kids. And I said, mm. once she found out about it, she's like, oh, my God, no, I'm totally against it. And this is my point is that people got to get more involved. You go to start with your local school boards, go there, go to those meetings once a month or whatever. Just show up and, and, and find out what's going on. And I then let, it, let the people on the school boards know that uh, – they're responsible or you won't reelect them. One other quick point. I tried to make this. Uh, I, I don't think this guy in the White House is uh, Joe Biden guy is going to make two years. I actually have a $500 bet with uh, radio host Rick Unger. Now, he doesn't take my call anymore because I think he knows he's going to lose. I said Biden won't make it. Uh, he'll get out within two years and leave everything to Harris. That's part of the deal they made. And uh, I'm calling him out on it because he doesn't take my calls anymore. All right. Well, I have no influence with him. He did take my bet. He did take my bet, though. Yeah, there's a difference between taking it and paying it. Come on now. Don slash Robert, you know that. Thank you so much for the phone call. See what happens when you compromise? You're only more wrong. That's why I don't promote compromise, so-called compromise. And um, what's better than compromise to discuss it when we talk about COVID-19? Now, before I play this clip of the, of the very emotional CDC, this is Rochelle again. Rochelle, the one who cried. She's a mommy. She's a daughter. She's this and that. She's now advocating for another shutdown in these areas where COVID is popping up like Michigan, and they're ignoring all of the, the statistics that I'm talking to you from a state that fought it, from a state that didn't suffer any of the 
economic woes that states like Michigan and states like uh, Illinois and New York, New Jersey, and California, the devastation there is really, we can't even fathom what they've done to their people. Um, but just to give you, now you could, everybody see in my world, believe it or not, I think everyone's entitled to their opinion. I want to force nothing onto anyone. No force. Just here's the information. Everyone gets to decide because in my America, you're in control of your life. So there's just a, a, a little statistic that I find fascinating. The number of deaths in America in the year 2020, total deaths. Let's not split hairs here. It's a big country. Let's just look at some numbers. 2,839,205. The number of deaths in 2019, 2,831,836. The number of deaths, 2019, 2,845,793. You see a pattern here? You see a pattern? And as for the fluctuation in, in 20, I think we could, I'd like to know how many were suicides. I'd like to know how many were suicides because the American government sees the life and the pursuit of happiness from its citizens for the first time in the damned country's history. There is no change in the number of deaths in total. It's preposterous to me. And I say this to you after having a conversation with a relative whose spouse's grandfather had Alzheimer's and passed away Friday, the age of 92. But he was put on hospice five months ago. They told him he was going to make it a month. The tough son of a gun went five months on hospice. He died. Guess what happens? They test him. He's got COVID. I wonder if it counts as a COVID death. I'm so sick of being pushed around by technocrats, self-aggrandizing, self-righteous, sexually frustrated dweebs in lab coats telling me how I'm to live my life. And I don't mean just specifically Auntie Mary slash Fauci. They got him on the female side, too. So when you have an acute situation, um, extraordinary number of cases like we have in Michigan, the answer is not necessarily to give vaccine. In fact, we know that the vaccine will have a delayed re response. The answer to that is to really close things down, to go back to our basics, to go back to where we were last spring, um, last summer, and to, to shut things down, to flatten there the curve, to decrease contact with one another, to test to the extent that we have available to, to contact trace. Sometimes you can't even do it at the capacity that you need. But really what we need to do in those situations is shut things down. I think if we tried to vaccinate our way out of what is happening in Michigan, we would be disappointed that it took so long for the vaccine to work to actually have the impact. Aside from the obvious, and they don't know what the hell the vaccine's going to do to people, that's why they hide the information in Australia and Great Britain. 30,000 people have blood clots, 300 have died. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They're shoving down this miracle cure that I'm sure none of them had investments in. No, 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 no. Trillions of dollars paid. Hurry up and take it. Everything will be fine. And by the way, let's do the kids and everybody else. And what if I don't want to do it? Too bad. You're not going to be able to travel free about the country. But, you know, we're not going to officially implement passports. Now I'm listening to this nitwit, technocrat of nothing except power, CDC. We don't know anything about it. And by the way, I don't even care what her grades were, what her so-called expertise is. It doesn't trump my right to my life.
pun intended. 312-642-5600. We don't need no education. <laughs> He's the best. 312-642-5600. How are you going to spend shutdown part due? I'm sorry, I know this is the new definition of hate speech. But if you want to be a good slave, you're going to have to turn the channel. I am never going to promote slavery in the name of so-called expertise. Every policy I advocate is about choice and freedom. Every single one. In fact, it's called the polar opposite of the American government. I am that enemy of the state, and I will not capitulate to this nonsense. In fact, to go to a restaurant and watch this stupidity, Forget the fact that the, the, the virus itself is 3,000 times smaller than the so-called mask is supposed to help you. That's why these idiots strap two of them on their kisser. To me, half of these women, especially the Democrats, Democrats, men and women, put the mask on for God's sakes. I'm trying to digest. But don't come at me with this spewing nonsense by these screaming, meme sexually frustrated dweebs in lab coats who could have never got a job in the real world. Never. It's ridiculous what's going on, and they've shut down my damn country and ruined it. Ruined it. Completely ruined it. You broke it. And I told you what the statistics are. There has been no significant change in death totals, period, end of story. And if you go back to the 70s, it was way worse. But the facts don't matter in the Marxist America. Just the totalitarian dictate matters. And these idiots are coming again. They're going to shut you down again. Restaurant, put the mask in when you go to the bathroom. Have it off at the table. Put it on when you walk through to go get your car. Don't have it on when you have dessert. What the hell are you doing? It's like the hokey pokey of morons. Put your left foot in, take your left foot out, turn yourself around. Bunch of morons. It's ridiculous. Life is finite. The only thing you can't get back in a finite life is time. You don't have a day, let alone a year. You burned a year. And don't worry, I'm going to get into the economics of things and how government spending is up 400%. They're loving it. Caligula for nerds is loving it. They can't get enough of this shutdown. They're just thirsty for more. Question is, are you? You're the American people. Are you thirsty for more? Mrs. V. Hi. Sean, I'm so glad that I'm uh, talking to you because oh, you made me laugh today like you always did on Twitter. Thank you. And thank you. Um, I just had to call and say hi. I did call in once to um, Ken Anthony and Verlon. They were on together. Yep. And I guess they didn't give you my message, but I wanted them to tell you that I said hi. Oh, thank you, Mrs. V. I really appreciate it. You're right. If you followed me on Twitter, I was Twitter whacked. It was like the end of the Godfather. They got us all. Because they knew I wasn't going to be a loyal slave. Not like all these other people. It's preposterous to me. And the audacity, I don't know, if, did I tell the story, John, about the, the guy that told the old man down in Florida, you know, uh, you're supposed to put your mask on when you go to the bathroom. And he says, I can always tell when someone's from the north. This is Florida. You don't tell me what to do down here. The idea that we have the confidence now to tell strangers, our elders, people you have no idea, hey, put your mask on for my safety. See, that man doesn't live for that other fella. We don't live for the other person. That's what they spew when the government wants to be above all people. See, because they don't really follow these nonsense rules. And as far as this vaccine, you're not even entitled to your own opinion. And these idiots know it doesn't work. That's why they tell you about the mask. They tell you it's not going to make a difference because they know it pays well. 
See, tyranny pays well, and all that supports it are the oligarchs. We have devolved into the Soviet Union. That's why when you look at the so-called Democrat and the platform and their policies, it is the exact same thing that was in the 1936 Soviet Constitution. That's the Democrat platform. American Democrat, my derriere. Although my derriere is a lot smaller. Did you happen to see, kid, they, they, they marched out, Pritzker, Dr. Dryheave, Howardly, the other pediatrician who's now an expert, and then Geppetto, we call Mayor Lightfoot, on the mound in, in, in Sox Park, and they boot her. I love it. The saddest part is now i got to get those Southsiders, those Sox fans, those union, those union mafia members to stop voting Democrat, dummies. You're the ones that put them there. Matt, South Bend. Hey, we're checking in, Sean. I really appreciate your show. You bring me a laugh every day. Uh, I was going to ask, where's the infrastructure bill, and where can we see it? Because I, I want to go over that again. It seems like uh, you know, yeah. it's not to be found. Oh, don't, don't worry. They're not done tinkering with it. But here's the good news, Matt. Nobody needs to read that stupid stuff to pass it. Because what they do know is it's a lot of spread in the infield money. A lot of sprinkling in the infield yeah. money, Matt. It has nothing to do with infrastructure. Yeah. You know that. Less than 9% of it well, was infrastructure. The rest of it I was, was telling my, uh, I, I was telling my second oldest, she's uh, the conservative of the family with me, and uh, I was telling her, I said, well, you know what this party's done here with the leftist wing is they made freedom into a, a two, two-word phrase there, freedom. That's when to get something free. Rather than have your freedom, you get freedom. I'll tell you what, Matt, I hope uh, she pays attention because she's the hope. She's the hope. We've become too used to being slaves, and I say that because I look around at a bunch of, bunch of buffoons who've let politicians steal one year of your existence away. What happened to those, those free-thinking people who used to call themselves so-called liberals? That's what I really am when you think about it. I'm not advocating for force of anything. What happened to those people? It's your life. Live it. We have told people of all ages, just sit down and shut up for a year. After all, it's for the betterment of your neighbor. Got to protect that old lady across the street. It's, it, it, is, it is a mindset that meant to break you. So when I hear these statistics, the only reason the death rate's up in 2020, the infinitesimal percentage that it's up, is because of suicides. That's a number they don't want you to get. See, that's what, that was also very prominent in the, in the Soviet Union, very prominent right now in Venezuela. Cuba, they're so desperate for freedom, they literally try to swim 90 miles for the idea of freedom. I have friends of mine that did it. I was so proud of them. They make the best Americans, the ones who come here for freedom. The ones who come here for the free cheese are the worst. But the ones who come here for freedom, what are we going to tell them now? Hey, congratulations. Now go sit in your house. And by the way, if you're real good at making money, you're only going to be so good and we're going to take it away. Why are we going to take it away? Well, we're going to take it away. We're going to put it in these neighborhoods where 29 kids get shot over the weekend. And there's not one protest. Not one. But that's not what puts a Black Lives Matter founding member in a $1.5 million house in, in California. It's one giant scam. Because we, as Americans, forgot the principles of Americanism. Who the hell are these people that tell us anything? You're a bureaucrat. Some self-proclaimed expert, technocrat. You don't take my life. I got Joe Biden. He's, he's writing executive orders to take away and infringe on my unalienable rights impeach this son of a dog now here's the good news if you like him he's not gonna know it 
He doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. He has no idea. Every day in America, 316 people are shot. And 106 of them die every day. I wonder how many neighborhoods they are are run by Democrat, Marxist, corrupt frauds like you and your friends, dummy. What the hell are you whispering for, huh? Is it a secret? Idiot. Lita Elwood. Hi, Sean. We have enjoyed your uh, show, and we've enjoyed all of your calling in for the last, what, 10 years? Um, My hair was thicker when I started. You got this time slot. So um, I put on my Facebook when this first started because I knew it was all a fraud. I put on the CDC had a a statistic that in 2019, between 250,000 and 440,000 people died from medical error. So I did the math. The median number is 345,000. And, of course, there was crickets in my response. So last night I went and I looked and and I found an article, I think it was CNBC, that said uh, 345,323 people died from COVID last year. So the number is actually the same, but everybody's in a panic over the COVID deaths, but the year before when the number three cause of death was medical error, it was crickets it's yeah. ridiculous you're right Lita. you're uh, you're 100% right but here's the other thing we got to understand i believe it's real listen first of all when you, you know you can't, it, it's a, it's a real i had it it's real there's no question about it but it's the same thing as west nile it's the same thing as n1h1 it's the same same thing as the swine flu unfortunately we're human beings we're susceptible to all kinds of things but under no circumstance can those things be used to take away my property my freedom or worse yet my kids future This is preposterous. And the data that she was just telling us and the actual fact data of exactly how many people have died and what the change is. First of all, if it was so dangerous, would all these 80-year-olds be running around Washington telling me what to do? When they start going, then I'll start being worried. I never seen a a bunch of older. It's like it's preposterous to me. The cast of Cocoon 3 is bossing me around and taking away my country. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, you keep giving them hell, Sean. That's great. But that, I have to agree with you on this one because uh, I believe it's all government manipulation to a point. They're trying to, yes, it's a real thing, but they're trying to use it to take away your freedoms. You double masking, you see these souls out there with double masks outside and, uh, uh, and governors. But, but Robert, the reality, and, the reality is these states that were locked down are having this uptick because they were locked down. Mm. Not in, not in, not, it, it, and you could prove it by the states that were not locked down. But yet mm. they don't want to because science is a word they want to use as a weapon. Science is never end. It's never ending. It changes mm. constantly. It changes second by second. Yet these people want you to believe they have an exclusivity on it. Mary Kay in, El, in Elmwood, don't hang up. Because I want you, anybody that's going to quote Thoreau to me is going to stay on. And I'm going to come to you first. We'll be back with your calls and your comments. 312-642-5600 after this. I'll tell you what, I don't know about you. This is the fastest two hours of my day. This must be how John Boehner feels when he stumbles into a tavern at 2 in the afternoon and walks out at 1 in the morning with two $10 hookers. Where did the day go? It's amazing to me what we have going on. John Boehner, the voice of the Republican Party. He really should be. In fact, I can't think of two better representatives for the American political party. The dementia-ridden, dimwit, wannabe Mussolini, diapers Biden. And where's my lucky strikes, John Boehner? Two scumbags. Mary Kay, 
Elmwood Park quoting Thoreau to me. Now, you know, I, I actually am a big Thoreau fan. I'm sure you figured that out by now. But go ahead. Um, hi, Sean. Hi. Um, so I read something the other day, and um, I thought of you because, you know, you talk about questioning and verifying everything. So here's the quote. Um, Disobedience is the true foundation of liberty. The obedient must be slaves. That's from Civil Disobedience, the Rose essay, isn't it? It's, you know what? I'm not exactly sure. I read it in a book. Somebody was quoting him in a book, a fiction book I'm reading. It's it. one of my favorite essays. It's his, his essay on civil disobedience. And when you really think about it, that's what your, your obligation is as an American, is to question what Absolutely. the government is doing constantly and forever. Yeah. And the idea yeah. that we have literally 90% of the country, which is what I think blindly supports bureaucrats who you have no idea their actual history, the idea that we have a guy in charge of, of, of this, this whole thing, he's 80 years old, he's been in the government since 1968, and his history of things he's tackled is absolute and total failure. And this guy now is the most powerful person in every single American's life. This is the most anti-American year I've ever witnessed. This year of people and business owners and entrepreneurs and workers and laborers and all the tough guys, all the men's men, just saying, okay, what can I do now? Shows you that slavery isn't a race. Slavery is a mindset. And thank you, Mary Kay, for the call. I love Thoreau will always go to the top. But you know who goes after Thoreau? The Sex Pistols. Will, Benton Harbor. Hey, John, you? I love your show. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I'm trying to drive this through my kid's head. But uh, the Sex Pistols, Johnny Rotten, uh, one of the lines from one of their songs is, Blind obedience is just a sign for stupid fools that stand in line. I think that's pretty apt to today's environment. I love it, man. And the only thing that could have followed up the role was the Sex Pistols. Will, you're in the top two of my favorites of the day. I love it very much. All right, let's clean the lines. Then we're going to move on to exactly how, how insignificant in the grand scheme of what used to be allies across our world the Joe Biden administration is packed with its Marxist morons. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, uh, I'm not going to be sarcastic now, but this is a real question. Are you aware of anybody in government officially trying to high, uh, hold the Chinese communist government responsible for all this infighting that they caused over here? Uh, I mean, you know. Not only are they not know, trying to hold them responsible, it appears to me, David, that they're running cover for them. That's what it looks like. Yeah, you know, because means. they're not mentioning China at all. You know, they're just holding us responsible. Like, you must do this. You must do that. Not, yeah. the, not the communists who, you know, supposedly it was a mistake. Some say it was even a weapon. But even if it was a mistake, they mishandled it over there. David, you're absolutely right. But what do we always say? We think, we think if you're listening to this show, we think and we understand what it is. It's, not, it's never about what the politician the, the Hans Christian Andersen of corruption, known as polit politicians from both parties, tell you. It's always about money. So do you think that these politicians, most of whom, most of whom, on both parties, have been bought and paid for like chicklets by the Chinese communists, regardless of whether it's uh, 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 11, Xi Jinping, or Mao Zedong? It's all the same nonsense. They've been bought and sold like the political whores they are. And I go all the way to Mitch McConnell's wife. 
The only thing more outrageous than Mitch McConnell's wife, because the idea that I, I, I didn't really know that he was a fella. He's, he's got the, the face of Aunt B from Andy Griffin. Am I the only one that sees it? He also has this, this, this woman who's a shipping mogul, a Chinese shipping mogul is his wife. It's as preposterous as that buffoon Rupert Murdoch married to the Chinese model. Rupert Murdoch, he looks like he should be working for Willy Wonka. He's a jumpsuit and an orange face away from an Oompa Loompa. He's married to a Chinese model. Now, I understand most billionaires have nothing but a little arm candy. But this one was a a Chinese national. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Fox News, fair and balanced. It's absolutely sickening. Almost like when I have to hear Pippi Lystocking. Pisaki, professional liar. And the idea that these people have that arrogant tone that they have to be bothered with questions they may not. Well, you're the press secretary, dummy. Remember the press secretary under Trump and what they went through? It was amazing that he held on to anybody. And now this one's mad. See, she's mad because what's happening is these talking mannequins, we pretend are reporters, starting to get a little, little out of line. Well, see, it doesn't work like that in the Soviet Union of America. You'll get back in line, jerky. Concern within the White House that this will derail ongoing talks to reestablish the Iran nuclear deal. And has there been any effort by the administration to reach out through intermediaries or any other way to Tehran and make clear that the U.S. wasn't involved in these attacks or in the attack? Well, I we of course have seen the reports of the incident uh, at the Natan what she's referring enrichment to facility. The US- is an Iranian enrichment nuclear enrichment facility was bombed, and the devastation was massive that they won't admit to. But Pisaki and the Democrats and the American government in general were not in the loop because Israel recognizes what's in charge of America today is a theocrat-sympathizing neo-Marxist dimwit with dementia who needs a diaper change. He's not worried about Biden. He's worried about all these little underlings like Pippi Lystocking, Pisaki. That's what he's worried about because he knows These are the real deal. The Marxists inside the Trojan horse called the Biden administration are the real deal. And they're not rooting for our allies, whether it's through the economy or whether it's through the Middle East. They're not rooting for allies. They're rooting for the enemy of America and American allies. So they bombed, and America knows nothing. They didn't tell them a thing. And you know what? I'm not big on bombing. I'm not big on war strikes. I'm not big on anything with the theocrats and the rest of the totalitarian despots in the Middle East. But I'm happy about this. You can't trust these Americans. You can't trust the Biden administration. There's no such thing. You know who the allies are? We used to call them enemies. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. Now, some people think when I uh, start talking about Iran, I'm, I'm specifically and only blaming the uh, Obama-slash-Biden administration for the ridiculous deal and the whole nine years. I'm not. I'm not at all. In fact, when I talk about Iran, I'm going all the way back to 1953. I'm well aware of the American involvement and upheaval of the Middle East because it benefited specific, not just uh, companies in America, but it, it benefited specific agencies in America. CIA is the reason you got the problem you got with Iran. CIA specifically overturned an election to put in a theocrat that they thought they could manage. And uh, how'd that work out, dummies? How'd it work out? Cloak and dagger, skull and bones, Yale. You all look like a bunch of morons, gangsters, wannabe. Boy, but you got rich. You got awful powerful. That's what happened. And everything they touch is chaos, whether it's the Middle East or South America or anything else.
That's just the that's just the fact. That's how it is. So what we have are the ramification and consequences of bad American policies and decisions. However, we are in this soup, and we got some moron walking around in a tablecloth that's very dangerous, very dangerous. In fact, in Iran, the people are slaves there too. So I don't blame the people, the Iranian people, which if you go back throughout history, for the are wonderful people, wonderful people. You look at Iran before the CIA got involved, fantastic. It was after they got their way and they put the theocrats in. It didn't turn out so good. So now what we got to do is make sure that these son of a guns don't get where they could nuke us, whether it's suitcase bombs or missiles or whatever the case is, or other countries around them that try to be stable. I have a different philosophy. I don't buy tag taglines. So there's a lot of stuff we do with money that I don't necessarily agree with when it comes to Israel. But I definitely believe in Israel, and I definitely believe it has the right to exist. And I definitely believe the the theocrats, the ideologues, the the what is it? It's a cult. You want to believe it's a religion? Okay, I, I I don't I don't. It seems like a cult to me. How they have nothing but disdain and want to openly admitted throughout the course of many decades that they want to blow up Israel. So Pisaki is questioned about this. She doesn't like it. Pippi Lystocking. I want you to just to hear the tone of her voice. This was not involved uh, in any manner. Uh, we have nothing to add on speculation about the causes uh, or the impacts. I will say on your first question, though, uh, we are focused on the discussions that we expect to proceed this Wednesday uh, in Vienna. Uh, to the diplomatic discussions uh, that, are, that have been taking place and took place last week. These aren't diplomatic discussions. Joe Biden and the moron Marxists are buying them. This is what their plan is, to print money, make the American people pay the note, and buy off the threats around the world and hope to be friendly with them. McCain had that problem, too. He liked arming and buying Taliban. How'd that work out? Your proxy war with Russia. Morons. What's the penalty? They're heroes now. So it's, it, don't let Pippi Lystocking deceive you. This is about getting to the table with the Iranian theocrats, the cult that they are, and trying to buy them into complacency. Because that's all they got. They have no answers. They know everything they touch is gaga. They were, we expect them to be difficult and long. We have not been given any indication about a change in participation for these discussions. Now, with respect to the semiconductor summit, um, are there any actions the White House or the federal government can take immediately to address the chip shortage? Or, you know, is this just the kind of thing that you, you need reforms and more funding for? And then does the president see the shortage as a national security issue? Uh, we certainly do. Um, I will say there are a number of steps uh, that we believe we can take as a federal government. Uh, we believe there needs to be a holistic, long-term, across-government approach uh, in the near term. We're engaged. But I, I, I can't even. I can't put you through it. I can't put you through listening to this clueless, deceptive propagandist. And when when you hear this, when you see the failure, when you live the inflation, when you watch your children's future be stolen. Don't forget, thank the never-Trumpers. Thank them. The Republicans like the McCains, like the Kinzingers, like the rest of the frauds who are going to use this failure to run against, to raise money from you so we could have a new Tea Party. That's why I don't get affiliated with parties. Kinzinger was a Tea Party. Look at this piece of garbage. He's going to raise money, and by the way, he's already doing it. He's raising millions right now. 
because he wants all this failure, all this chaos, because they profit. And the goal is to be John Boehner down in Marco Island with his security team, his Bentley pretending to be a man instead of the drunken pig he is. It's, it's despicable and it's disgusting, but we cannot clean their house. We got to clean our house. The Republicans that are in office, that are preaching compromise on American principles, that somehow we could get along with the Marxist frauds, throw them out, all of them, because they're hiding behind their little Brooks Brothers suit and their tie and their side parts and their office mistresses. They pretend work there. They're hiding. It's time we recognize this is the biggest season for them. The year that broke the American spirit is the year that they became billionaires. Now all they got to do is figure out how to extort the money from us. The whole time telling us we're the bad guys. Fastest two hours of the day. I've had a great time. I'll be back tomorrow. Five to seven. Goodbye and good riddance. She don't believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.